John 15. We're going to be in John chapter 15 this morning as we begin the the new year's message topic and all that sort of thing. I hate calling them series because really that every message is just the message. And um but what we're going to be doing any of y'all seen this yet? You got it in the there, look at that. Just pops right up on the screen. How about that? Faith and discipline. This is what we're going to be spending uh, our Sundays in all this year. Somehow connected to faith and discipline. And the idea of, of what it means for us as the body of Christ, as believers, as, as those who follow Jesus to, to live a life of faith. I mean, we're told in the New Testament to walk by faith. Uh, We're told that without faith, it's impossible to please God. You see, and so, so faith is a big thing. And, and, and and yet I hear uh, people from time to time struggle uh, with, with their faith. You know, I, I, I'm struggling in my faith or I'm struggling with my faith. And, and I've had those conversations over the years. Uh, and so as we've been talking about the messages that are coming up, and I've already shared with you this first quarter, we're going to be dealing with the topic disciplines of our faith, the disciplines of our faith. And so if you want one of these as a bookmark this year, there's a whole stack of them over there. There's a stack out in the welcome desk. There's stacks of these things around, kind of like the uh, the story of the Bible we handed out all last year that gave us from from Genesis to Revelation in the Bible this is this is the the picture that we'll reference all year long and they're still working on more sort of media stuff along that but we're in John 15 this morning uh let's read the first five verses you ready here we go Hmm. I am the true vine my father is the gardener Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Let's pray. God, we thank you for loving us. We thank you, God, that you loved us first. And as we gather in, in, in this year, in this new year, and, and know, God, that you have incredible things in store for us. Your word teaches us that. You have plans, you have a design, you have a desire for our lives that that we would be blessed, that we would be a blessing, that we would produce fruit, that that God, your the the body that you have brought together, those that you have called out, those that you have 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 saved and redeemed and, and regenerated. God, you have plans for us. God, my desire this year is not to get in your way. God, help me to be uh, in touch. Help me to be attached. God, help me to be a part of what you're doing. The vineyard, the vine, the branches, the fruit. God, help us to be a, a vineyard that is known to be fruitful. 
And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, here you go. Think about something. I want everybody in the room to think about something you're good at. Okay, everybody? Think about something you're good at. Everybody got it? Okay, you ready for me to ask? See? Something you're good at. Amanda thinks that's funny. I don't know why she thinks that's funny. Eating. You're good at eating. Okay, well, it's good that there are those around you that are good at cooking, <laughs> right? All right, something you, everybody got something in mind now, right? How did you get good at it? What? Practice, okay. All right. Um, I'm going to pick on Guy. I already asked his permission, and he sat on the front row, so he's a target. All right, so Guy. Do you remember the first thing you ever cooked? Yeah. Yeah? What was it? Well, first thing I ever made was a peanut butter and Kellogg's cornflake sandwich. I was very proud of it. You were proud of it. I was about that old. Can, can, can you objectively say that it was good? I thought it was until I tried one later again, and it was not. The first one was not good. I thought it was at the time. At the time you thought it was. All right, so Wednesday night we had our first eating meeting of the year, right? First Wednesdays, we come together on Wednesday night, we eat together, had a great crowd. Man, I was really encouraged to see the crowd there, and we did our, our prayer time and our devotional time and all that sort of thing, and there were some new families there. Well, they'd never been on a Wednesday night before. And so when they got in line, and, and as they're getting, and, and, and man, the big two great big old pans of, of fried chicken. Well, I sat across from one of the families that this was their first time at our eating meeting. And they were like, this is the best fried chicken. Where did this fried chicken come from? I said, well, Surf City Barbecue. Now, this, the, the, where's that? They didn't even know where you were, right? Well, I walk right out, uh, you go, and, and it's there. There's a pig. There's a pig. Uh, said, oh, yeah, I've eaten there, but I didn't have the chicken. I had the barbecue, right? Right? So, peanut butter, and that's not on your menu, peanut butter and cornflakes. No, okay. So, so, uh, so now that you have the best fried chicken... Obviously, this is by testimony of others, not your own, right? Yeah, yeah, this is a legitimate survey. No. All right. How did you get to make the best fried chicken? Trial and error. Trial and error. Exactly. You got to keep it up. You got to keep going. You can't stop. I mean, if your first, you know, peanut butter and, and cornflake sandwich isn't good, well, then try it the next time. Or the next, I would suggest Frosted Flakes because a little sugar is going to help it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But here's, here's the point. The disciplines of our faith. If in this room we all claim faith in Christ, we've received salvation, we've received the redemption that God has offered us in Jesus Christ, then what is it? How many of you listed as your good at thing Christianity? How many of you in your faith said Yes, I am good at being a Christian. See, very rarely do I come across people who go, yes, that's what I'm best at, being a Christian. I just don't run across those people often. Nobody just jumps out and volunteers and goes, I am really good at this. Right? 
Well, do you want to be really good at it? Do you want to be really good at following Jesus? Do you want to be really good at being faithful to to God's expectation, God's commands, God's call, all of those things that God has done, everything that he can possibly do to provide for? You see, do you want to be good at it? Well, then you got to practice. You got to stick to the disciplines of faith. We're going to list six of them over the next few weeks. The first one, discipline number one, spend time with the master. You got to spend time with God. You got to be connected to God. You've you've got to stay in touch. You You can't ever take time off. Okay? You, you, you can't say, okay, well, I did church yesterday, so Monday I don't have to pay attention. Right? Jesus says here, he says, I am the true vine. And, and, and fortunately, Nick's been studying this this week with me. And, and, and I just read it like I've always, I've, I've preached John 15 before. I've studied John 15 before. I, I've looked at these things and, 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 and Nick said, why, why the word true? A good question. Good question. Because this is actually, most of the commentators will tell you, this is a reference back to the Old Testament. Because many times through the Old Testament, the nation of Israel was called the vine, the, the, the vineyard of God. And yet we see that in Ezekiel it says that, you know, God, in through, through uh, Psalms and in Ezekiel, God planted a vineyard that he brought out of Egypt and planted. He ran the other nations out and planted a vineyard in the land. You see? And then in Ezekiel it says, and then it was uprooted. And it was decimated. That there were wild grapes that had grown in the vineyard you see so that jesus comes back in john 15 and says i am the true vine you see there's a distinction going on here and he says every branch in me that does not produce fruit he removes and he he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it'll produce more fruit See, this is that picture of, of, of uh, it's agricultural. I've told y'all, I'm not a farmer. Man, my mom and dad bought land when I was in the sixth grade and planted this, this garden that was about as big as this room and told me I had to go weed it. And they let me plant a row of peanuts, right? I, I hated it. I, I didn't enjoy gardening. As a matter of fact, I don't even enjoy cutting grass okay i'm not into it but see this picture of this agricultural growth thing what has to happen for the for the vineyard to produce fruit there there has to be maintenance there has to be care there has to be this tending of it god has provided for his vineyard god has provided for the fruit god has created the dynamic in which there is ground there is dirt there is nutrients there's leaves there's sunshine there's wind there's rain there's all these things that god has provided for so that the vineyard the vine will produce branches the branches will produce fruit god's done everything for the vineyard to produce fruit you see so 
I get a little curious about the, the illustration. The branch doesn't cut itself off. But it says, abide in me, remain in me, and I in you. So when we step away from the illustration a little bit, we have to ask ourselves this question. What, what power, what authority, what, 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 what do I have that I am a functionary in, in making sure that the connection's there? Okay? What can I do? To make sure that I remain in Christ. That I, I, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. You see, Jesus is that true vine. He's the real vine. And, and, and God calls us to remain in touch with, to remain grafted into, to, to stay connected with. And, and can we, uh, stepping away from the illustration a minute, can we separate ourselves from the vine? Can you walk away from your fellowship with Jesus? Absolutely you can. Can you allow the world to distract you? from the things that are important as one of the branches? Can, can, can you engage in sin to a degree that you lose touch with the vine? Absolutely. So when we say we're going to spend time with the master, we're going, to, we're going to make sure that in as much as I am in control of my schedule and I am in control of my time, that I am going to make sure that I set time aside, that I, I, I designate a time where it's just me and Jesus. It's just me and God. You see? Now, I've told you before I got saved when I was eight, right? I mean, I, I, I was a kid. I didn't understand these things, man. Mom and dad were taking me to church, right? Uh, they were sitting me in a Sunday school class somewhere with Mr. Shannon, who got a paper airplane stuck in his hair somehow, right? Uh, they, they, they were making sure for their part as parents that they, and, and, and we would, and I've told you the story, we would gather around my sister's bed in the evenings and they would read this little devotional thing out of the Home Life magazine and, and all four of us would pray around the bed together as a family. And so mom and dad were doing the things that, that they had been entrusted to them to do to make sure that their son Bobby was staying in touch, spending time with the master, right? But somewhere along the way, my schedule became my own. Somewhere along the way, I had to take the initiative to get in touch with God. The opposite is also true. I had to take the initiative not to be in touch with the things of the world and the things of the devil. Okay? You see, so, so this vine imagery, this picture here, this idea to, to stay in touch with Jesus is, is that I need to make the time. I need to schedule the time. I need to, uh, this morning, I'm, I'm just, uh, all right, it's, what time is it now? It's uh, 8.44. I have already been up six hours and 44 minutes this morning. 
Because I woke up at 2 o'clock. I cannot tell you why. Don't know why. I just woke up and I was laying there. I was like, I really, I got like a couple more hours. I can go back to sleep. And so I kind of rolled over and I was, okay. All right, God, well, what, what do I do with the time? What, what should I do with the time, God? If I'm going to ask God, you know what God's going to say? He's going to say, come hang out with me. Come hang out with me. So sure enough, I, and you know, phones are everything these days. I grabbed my phone, I opened the Bible. Started reading John 15. I said, well, this is, the, uh, I've studied this all week long. I know what's in this passage. Come hang out with me. Come just spend this time with me. You see, so for the next hour and a half till 3.30, 3.30, I was just reading, and then I kept opening articles, commentaries that dealt with this passage, and I was just like, okay, I, I've, I've studied this. I already know this, right? I, I can't know any more. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Do you mean it, it's helpful for me to do it again? And to do it again. And to do it again. And to do it again. You see? Um, I was in marching band. Yes, I was one of those. I remember I was in marching band from the time I was seventh grade in the junior high school marching band. And 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 then I was in a high school marching band, and and then I was in the University of South Carolina marching band, which I know since I'm a Clemson fan is kind of tough. But anyway, um, it was not until I got in the University of South Carolina marching band that I heard this. He said, "How many of you have heard that practice makes perfect?" And we all went, "Yeah, we've heard that all our lives." He said, "It's not true," and we were like. Wait a minute. That's what we've all been told. He said, no. He said, perfect practice makes perfect. If you practice it wrong, you'll always do it wrong. And I was like, man. So yes, do it. Spend the time with the master over and over and over and over again. Draw close to him. Draw close to the vine. Plug into the things that Jesus has done and said and shown. Stay in touch. The gardener, that's the thing. That my father is the gardener. This is the, some translations say husbandman. Some say vine dresser. This is the idea that, that God's the one that's in charge of the vineyard. God's the one that planted the vine. God's the one that owns the land. It's God's vineyard. God plants the vineyard for the produce, for the fruit. You see? This, this is what God's intent is in our lives. How can I produce more fruit? By staying in touch with the vine. Don't get distracted from the vine. Don't get distracted by the world. Don't, don't let Satan and the sin of this world draw you away. You see? Because 
Can I just tell you, Satan's good at that. Did y'all know that? I, I remember when I first learned that Satan is not all-knowing. He is not omniscient. No, he doesn't know what you're thinking. But you know what? He's been watching you long enough to know <laughs> what your proclivities. How about that word? Man, where'd that come from? <laughs> Satan's been watching you long enough to know how to make you stumble. So you have to stay in touch with the master because that's the light. Thy word. All right. Y'all ready? Here's your test. I told you I wasn't going to test you, but I'm going to test you. Here you go. I'm going to start with the first two, two words. Ready? I will say treasure. I will treasure your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Y'all, I want to thank you for all your comments on the gathering in the word devotionals and the videos. And it's been a riot to, to, to get some of the response back and that sort of thing. I want to stay in touch with Jesus. I want to stay in touch with the word. And we talked about what a play on words the word is right in the beginning was the word i want to stay in touch i want that to be the light that god shines on my path so i don't trip over the roots the holes the stumbling blocks that satan would put in the way you see i want to be able to see it and go whoa man i could have busted my face on that you see, the fruit. Wednesday nights toward the end of the year, we were dealing with spiritual maturity and we touched on fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of righteousness and, and the things in the Bible that talk about fruit. And, and you cannot, we cannot, I cannot produce fruit on my own. I'm not in charge of my fruit. Did y'all know that? God is the husbandman, the gardener, the, the vine dresser. God is the one who has gifted and, and, and designed for the fruit that will be produced in my life. All I got to do is make sure I stay in touch. That's why Jesus says, remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Do you know, I know people who, who get really caught up in, in things like spiritual gifts assessments and stuff like that. And, and I'm not saying it's wrong to know, you know, what God's gifted you with. What I will say, though, is, is the fruit's not up to you. You just got to make sure you stay in touch with Jesus. Plugged in to the master. Spend time with the master, you see? So here's the question. God, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't think God woke me up at two. Some people like to give God credit for waking you up in the middle of the night. I, I'm not saying he won't, and I'm not saying he can't. I don't think he woke me up at two. 
I think my own mind at work woke me up at two this morning uh, and, and, and toiling over things that are, are, are planning and, and stuff because I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, I told you I got lots of letters after my name and OCD is just, just some of them. And so I think about things and what's coming up. And so I was like, God, what, what? I need, I need to be alert to some things. I need to be aware of some things. I need to make sure I've, I've, I've dotted this I and crossed this T. And, and, and I said, so God, why, mm, mm, why am I awake? And God said, how about just hang out with me? You see, I want to make sure I spend time with Jesus. I want to make sure that I'm intentional about spending time with Jesus. I mean, I'm intentional about spending time with with Angie, which, by the day, today is, by the way, we've been married 29 years today. Yay. God's given her a great deal of grace. (laughs) Not me, but grace. Uh, anyway, I, I I met somebody the other week. They said, yeah, this is my better half. I said, yeah, Angie's my better three quarters. I got about 25%. That's all I got. You see? But I, I am intentional about that. Right? I'm intentional when somebody says they, they want to talk to me about saying, all right, let's win. Pick a time, pick a place. Let's go. When do you want to talk? Right? Inten- are we intentional about setting aside the time to spend with Jesus? Making sure that we do it every day. Do you know the word discipline and disciple come from the same root? Are you going to exercise the disciplines of faith? The first one that we're going to cover is simply to spend time with Jesus. Stay in touch. Stay in touch with him, okay? So, <clears throat> it's New Year's, right? It's the 8th. I know it's not uh, it's not New Year's Day. That was last week. But you have an opportunity to make a schedule for the new year and make sure in your schedule you're intentional about spending time with Jesus just hanging out with him okay bible study is great that can be part of it prayer is wonderful that can be part of it right fellowship with other believers is 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 one of the lifebloods of the gathering i explained that last week but the truth is is that i just need to be in his presence so funny thing happens to me sometimes, and, and it's not intentional. I love listening to, to podcasts and preachers and sermons, and I love listening to the Bible and love listening to articles and things about that. And um, I've told this before. Sometimes I'll walk out going for a walk or going to spend time, you know, doing some exercise or something, and I'll forget my headphones. I've got some of those little funny little headphones. Um, and I'll forget them, and I go, oh, I need, wait a minute. Maybe I didn't forget them. Maybe God wanted an appointment to where it's just me and him on this walk, where I'm just hanging out with him, where I'm talking to him, he's talking to me. You see, schedule the time. 
Be intentional about it. Spend time with Jesus this year. And and I don't mean just, you know, Sunday morning. That, that's kind of what I... Nobody explained it to me, I don't think, as a kid. I just understood that, well, as long as I'm there an hour on Sunday mornings, I'm got that time in, right? No. Every day, hang out with Jesus. Every day. That's a discipline. And here you go. Just like peanut butter and cornflakes. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Hanging out with Jesus. Okay? Pray with me. Father, thank you. Thank you for today and the opportunity, God, that we have to gather and worship. It's, it's an incredible thing that, that you call us out from everything else to be your kids, to be your people, to be your vineyard. And God, we do have this opportunity in our own lives, our schedule, the, the, the things that we prioritize to, to make our time with you a priority, our, our, our spending time with you an intentional thing. And so God, I just want to, I, I just ask that you would help us turn down the noise of this world to turn up the still small voice of your spirit in our lives. God, help us to realize that when we wake up at two, let's hang out with Jesus. When we're walking, we can hang out with Jesus. When we're driving along, instead of listening to the radio, we can just be still and listen to you. God, if there's even one person in this room that doesn't know Jesus, has never received salvation and surrendered their lives to you, then Father, right now, I ask that you would move by your Spirit in their lives, that they might just bow before you. God, I want to encourage myself, but I want to encourage us to get close to you this year, to hang out with you this year, to be disciplined about it. We just pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.